Hi, this is Michelle Lee, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson welcoming you back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television that will shift gears this segment as we welcome award-winning writer, producer, and director Joseph Wallenstein. Joe has worked behind the scenes in many production capacities on such films as The Godfather, The Paper Chase, Paper Lion, and American Hot Wax. Plus, he has produced and or directed such popular TV series as Hotel, Seventh Heaven, and Knott's Landing. If you have watched any police or detective movie or police or detective TV series over the past four or five decades, you know there is almost always a scene in which the police arrest a suspect and read them their Miranda rights. You have the right to remain silent, etc. Well, if you have ever wondered who Miranda was or how the historic U.S. Supreme Court case U.S. versus Miranda came to shape the U.S. criminal code as we know it today, stick around, folks, because Joe Wallenstein has a book for you. Joe has just published a historical novel called Flynn and Miranda that not only lays out the backstory of the Miranda rights, but lays out the various legal issues involved in a hands-on, easy-to-understand way while also introducing you to John Flynn. John Flynn, the real-life defense attorney from Phoenix, Arizona, who argued the Miranda case for the U.S. Supreme Court at great personal cost. June 13th, 2021 marks the 55th anniversary of the Miranda decision. We'll tell you more about Flynn and Miranda in just a second. But first, Joseph Wallenstein, welcome to TV Confidential. Hello, Ed. Thank you. Your particular... I need to be here. Very nice to have have you. Your your particular interest in the Miranda case, I understand, goes back more than 40 years to the time when... Ernesto Miranda, the man who became immortalized as a result of the Supreme Court decision, died in 1976. What were you doing? What were you working on at the time you heard about Miranda's death? And was there any one particular thing that led you to sit down and tell this story now? Great question, Ed. In in those days, I lived in Brooklyn. I wrote longhand on a yellow pad with a box of pencils. Talk about antiquated. Uh, and I used to stay up all night listening to music on this clunky headset. And on that particular night, 2 o'clock in the morning, comes on the radio that Ernesto Miranda had been killed in a barroom brawl. And the police were supposed to uh, have their Miranda cards with them, but they did not. They caught the two suspects, but they couldn't Mirandize it. Well, the barmaid who was trying to um, help Miranda, was putting rags under his clothes and mopping up the blood. She was looking through his pockets. She didn't want him to die as a John Doe. And she stumbled on the Miranda card that he he was selling them as souvenirs in front of the Maricopa (laughs) County Courthouse. And she handed it to the arresting officer, who then proceeded to read these suspects their rights, in uh, one for them in the name of the man they just killed. And I thought, holy cow. Now, if a writer just writes that, you, you roll your eyes and they say, yeah, come on. But that's what really happened. Yeah. And it triggered a great fascination in me about all things. The case, Miranda, how did it come to that? Well, I went to a lot of libraries. 
New York Public Library, Brooklyn Library, Brooklyn College Library, and you could find a lot of material about the case, but you could find relatively little, found nothing about John Flynn, and relatively little of value uh, about Miranda. So it became clear to me that if I was ever going to really get to anywhere with this, I had to find John Flynn and see if he would talk to me, which I eventually did. I moved to California because my career demanded that I be closer to where jobs originated. Mm -hmm. So that's the backstory. But what I came to see over time and why I'm so, I guess, devoted is a word I would use. The thing about this country has just come out of very five tumultuous years, mm -hmm. politically tumultuous, racially tumultuous. This COVID pandemic has just been horrendous. And here is a subject about which all Americans can agree, because at its core, this book is about a great American virtue, which is the respect and love for fairness, for fairness. Miranda, uh, Miranda is not about good guy, bad guy, innocent, guilty. It's about this country cared about fairness. Started as a uh, very conservative, a very conservative community, went to, before very conservative courts, moved the Bill of Rights from the federal document to individuals in conflict with their various states, and was embraced by the liberals. So here is a situation where everybody has found uh, some solace and, and approval. Took time, no question. Cops thought it was the end of police work when it first happened, when Miranda was overturned in the Supreme Court. But, it, but that case gave rise to, I think you mentioned it already, the criminal code, mm -hmm. code of criminal procedure. Because the case jawed loose a recognition that the American legal system was in need of an overhaul. Now, American Heritage Magazine some time ago did a uh, piece that said, uh, was labeled, 10 people you've never heard of who have changed your life. And one of those 10 people was John Flynn. I think that Americans need to know their history. If you've watched Law and Order, and I have all 456 <laughs> Miranda, 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 yeah. but not one person in a thousand know how it came to be or who paid the dues. So I, I think that in a, in a general sense, non-political, not even legal, it's a legal story for sure, but just in the, how this country can really get itself together to do great stuff, I think. That's my take on it, you know, and I, that's my belief, and that's what I told myself every night when I was writing. Joseph Wallenstein is on the line with us. Joe's latest book, Flynn and Miranda, Your Right to Remain Silent, is a historical novel that not only tells the backstory of the historic U.S. Supreme Court ruling U.S. versus Miranda from June 1966, but puts a human face on the people involved, particularly, as Joe just mentioned, John Flynn. John Flynn, the real-life defense lawyer from Phoenix, Arizona, who argued the Miranda case before the U.S. Supreme Court at great personal cost. Joe's book also includes the original petition to the U.S. Supreme Court that uh, Flynn filed in July 1965, plus this transcript of a detailed interview that John Flynn gave to Joe in September 
1979, just a few months before Flynn passed away. June 13th, 2021 marks the 55th anniversary of the Miranda decision. Flynn and Miranda, Flynn and Miranda, your right to remain silent, available Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Now, you tell me if I'm wrong. I read the actual novel first, and then I read the transcript. And from what I gathered, it sounds like when you sat down with John Flynn in September 1979, it sounds like you were maybe thinking of developing this as a screenplay originally. Was that the case? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. In fact, the book is written to be a movie. I'll tell you an interesting backstory. Long time ago, I pitched this as a film to Brad Pitt, and for fifteen minutes, he was interested. That's a, that's a lot of time. Fifteen minutes is actually a lot of time, if you know when you think about. It. <laughs> yeah, in this town, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I wrote a I wrote it as a screenplay, and the screenplay got optioned twice, but the picture didn't get made. So as I got older, I thought to myself, you know, I don't want to be the guy that goes out of this world having written the song T for One or <laughs> invents the soda called Six Up. <laughs> you know, the guy who almost gets it done. So I said, you know, uh, if I don't tell this story and I don't tell it now, it'll be lost forever because there's nobody else to tell it. When I met with Mr. Flynn, I said to him, you must have been asked about the case a thousand times. He said, I was asked about the case a thousand times. He said, but you, Joe, are the only guy that ever asked me about the price I paid. So I felt that, yes, it's an opportunity for sure. I'm coy about that. But it was also kind of an obligation. And over the years, I thought to myself, why me? Why was I given this story and I'm the only one that could really tell it? And, and the more time went by, the more I felt an obligation to tell it. So that's how we got here. Flynn and Miranda, your right to remain silent is a quick read, but it's a very absorbing read. It paints a very methodical way that John Flynn uh, pieced the case together. It also gives you a good sense of the context in which the story took place. And it lays out the various Fifth Amendment issues, Sixth Amendment issues in a way that any one of us can understand while still making it a very absorbing read. Flynn and Miranda, Your Right to Remain Silent by Joseph Wallenstein, available right now, Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. In today's TV parlance, Joe, John Flynn would be considered a classic anti-hero. Perry Mason, he is not. Virtuous, he is not. And yet he's a great character. Well, both these guys, these were very flawed human beings. Mm -hmm. But they did something remarkable. And I was careful, especially with John Flynn. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to violate anybody's privacy. So that's why the transcript is in the book, is that anything I say in the book has its genesis in that transcript. Mm Mm-hmm. Two flawed guys, but from very different worlds, but they came together in one blazing moment of legal history, and that moment changed the lives of all Americans. Yeah, and we're we're talking about this before we started recording, Joe. Your book is Capote-like, particularly in its treatment of Miranda. And now, you know, let's face it, let's get it out of the way. Uh, Miranda was a career criminal. Um, Correct. 
and yet you present him as humanly as possible, as much as a human being as possible. And in my case, I had the same reaction towards Miranda as I did when I read Capote and In In Cold Blood, and that I found myself just stopping short of feeling sorry for him. Right. That's wonderful, Ed. I'll tell you why. That was my model. In Cold Blood was my model. Mm -hmm. When I first started pitching this project around uh, Hollywood, my take was, what is it like to be a career criminal with no future prospects, really anonymous, and then, poof, one day, your name goes on the Supreme Court, and every your name is on everybody's lips. Miranda, Miranda, Miranda. What is that like? Well, when I started to pitch that to the studios, they said, Joe, <laughs> there's no way. You've got to do it through the eyes of the attorney. He's the good guy. But you're right. I was very much impacted by Truman Capote. And uh, I actually met with Truman. He actually got on the phone and called two of his, not about this book, but about a script I had showed him. He got on the phone to two of his publishers uh, to recommend me, and both publishers read the script, that script. What I had done, and only somebody who's truly unknowledgeable, a neophyte, could do this. I wrote a script in Southern dialect. This is Hollywood. It's hard enough to get agents to look at a script. (laughs) And I had written it. Well, there was nobody on the planet who could understand it except Truman Capote. So when I read it, when I met with him, he just looked at me and he said one word. He said, isolation, because that was what the script was about. And uh, he actually got on the phone and uh, called two different uh, editors for me. And I followed up. And a year later, he spoke at NYU, and I went to see him, and I was on the receiving line, you know, and he looked up, and he looked at me, and he said, what are you doing in New York? You should be in Hollywood writing. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my gosh, you know. So, yeah, I mean, that's my, and, and on the back of the book, there is a blurb from Truman. Yes, the back of the book includes a blurb from Truman Capote in which uh, he says, Joseph Wallenstein is a good writer will be heard from in the future. That is high praise indeed. I was very grateful to him. It's a little overwhelming. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think uh, I'm a projects and all that. I'm a reasonably good storyteller. And uh, when I set out to do the book, I, I want it to be a story that people can read, embrace, like, dislike. Uh, do I think uh, women in general are going to think, oh, what a marvelous story? No, they're going to think, why would this government turn its inside out for such a bad guy as Miranda? And the answer is, we go back to the first thing I said, it's not about Miranda. It's about fairness. Take Miranda out of the equation. If you, you Ed, are walking down the street and the long arm of the law taps you on the shoulder and says, Ed Robinson, you're under arrest. Oh, my gosh. The whole way to the government, the cops, the lawyers, the court, the judges, the, everything just landed on you. But in the very next second, the entire way to the government comes to your defense. But, Ed, you know, you don't have to talk to us. Yeah. yeah don't have a lawyer. We'll get you one. Don't worry about the money. We'll pay for it, right? Suddenly, well, that's pretty unique. And I think, and if I'm repeating myself, I apologize but I think this is a story that and, and to be embraced both by conservatives and liberals because I think they both believe in fairness and they each take from it something that they believe in or works for them. 
And also think that the proof of, is, is, of the pudding is that through four Supreme Court justices, from Earl Warren to Warren Burger to William Rehnquist to John Rehn, nobody's been able, they chip away in nickels and dimes at this kick. They've never been able to overturn Miranda. So here you have conservative courts uh, embracing what I think many people would think is a liberal decision. I don't see it that way. I see it as very much a conservative decision. And I'm not inserting myself into the political landscape. I just think this story lends itself to a, to a and not because I wrote it, I'm talking about the story mm-hmm. itself, lends itself to a great American belief, which is fairness. Joseph Wallenstein is on the line with us. Joe's latest book, Flynn and Miranda, Your Right to Remain Silent, is a historical novel about how two men from the opposite side of the human social spectrum, defense attorney John Flynn and career criminal Ernesto Miranda, came together to create a moment in legal history that changed their lives and the lives of all Americans. June 13, 2021 marks the 55th anniversary of the Supreme Court decision, U.S. versus Miranda. Flynn and Miranda, Flynn and Miranda, your right to remain silent, available right now, Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. We'll talk some more with Joe about Flynn and Miranda when we come back. Plus, we'll ask him a few questions about his work in television and Knott's Landing in particular. All that and more when we continue our conversation with Joseph Wallenstein here on TV Confidential. Buying or selling a home can be one of the most stressful things we'll ever do in life, but it doesn't have to be. And no one knows better than our friends at Front Porch Realty Group. Their community of realtors serving the Northern Bay Area of California that cares about their clients as individuals first and foremost. Whether you're a first-time buyer or looking to lease or sell your property in the Bay Area, Front Porch Realty Group will help you through this important transition by providing you with the right information for your situation while lessening the pain. They also work with a network of realtors throughout California who provide the same high caliber of customer service. Call Front Porch Realty Group at 415-886-7411 for a realtor referral near you. You can also visit their website, frontporchrealtygroup.com, for more information on the services they provide, including upcoming workshops and seminars. For more information, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com. Front Porch Realty Group. They'll find the solution that works best for you. This Week in TV History now has its own podcast. You can enjoy This Week in TV History with Tony Figueroa on Megaphone and wherever else you find podcasts. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.